When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Lavina Good and Glenn Lama join us this morning on the panel. There's so much to talk about. Uh, Lavina, can uh, I start with you, please? Uh, where we were sitting down to watch the 100th test between the All Blacks and the Springboks, and we got up at the last second of it. But did it leave you a bit hollow in terms of the style of the rugby, or are you just damn pleased that we won? Oh, Glenn, are you there, Glenn? Sorry, can you yes, uh, I... answer me that question? Yeah, yeah good on you, Smitty. Mate. Yeah, good on you. I hope you can hear me all right. Uh, look, yep. um, I was a bit of both, uh, to be honest. Pleased that we won, of course. Always pleased when the All Blacks win. But, you know, you kind of hope that there would be a better spectacle for the sport than that, particularly in, in such a, a good occasion. And, and and it started well, didn't it? I mean, there was some pretty sensational stuff at the start, although that Springboks try was, was kind of gifted to them, I thought. But... Um, but yeah, look. Uh, so mixed feelings for me, mate. It was a bit, bit of a bit of a bummer um, at the end of the day. But look, you know, when when Barrett, that was a good kick, wasn't it? I mean, I, I think it was a good uh, penalty that he converted. I mean, it wasn't an easy one. It was wide out, long, uh, and for him to nail that. I mean, we can all put ourselves in his shoes when you bang one over from that distance from a wide out angle like that. I mean, you're walking away pretty pumped up, aren't you? Aren't you? So, um, so yeah, mixed, mixed for me. Yeah, I'm a bit in the. A bit in the same bracket. Uh, Lavina, I think we've finally got you on board, which is fantastic. Uh, how did you feel after that uh, all-black victory on Saturday night? I reckon that was a boring game. I couldn't handle that, honestly. I just thought that was so great. And I know everyone's getting stuck into the box, just, you know, in terms of tactics and don't do it, but I just found it just not the most interesting game for me to watch at all. In fact, I forced myself to watch it. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if I'm turning off of rugby or if I just don't like the tactics from the box. I mean, the high ball worked out quite well. I, I like the idea of kicking a high ball, but just kicking and kicking and kicking again. Put the ball in hand and try and score a bloody try. It did my head in. I'm really not into the rugby at the moment. I just don't know what's going on. I feel bad about it. I've always been a rugby league fan, but I've appreciated rugby over the years. I felt like that was a time warp, actually, for me. I felt like we went back 20 years to when it just used to be kick, receive, kick, receive, kick, receive. And I thought, wow, I can hardly wait to go and get myself a beer to try and make this game a bit more exciting. That's how I felt about it. So what, do we, what does it need then at that level? Do we just persevere with that or does it need a rule change? I mean, I jokingly suggested this morning that you put a limit on box kicks of, say, three in a game from any one halfback. <laughs> um, you know, does, does it, 
I mean, it's laughable to think that way, but it, it's, it's going to have to be a rule change. It seems to change the way that the Springboks want to play. Levina? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we need to put a rule on the kicks. I just think the whole, it, the mindset of rugby for the Springboks has always been the same. You know, kick um, and just get the big pack to smash them and see what happens. And because it's so predictable, I mean, the All Blacks have done wonders for the game of rugby over the past decade and a half to, to utilise the ball, make it quick, get it out to the back line. It revitalised the game of rugby for so many people. Uh, but watching that at the weekend just honestly was like a time warp and I, I just couldn't handle that. And I don't know if a rule change will do it. It's a culture change, I think, for the box. It'll have to be a culture change. And I know it was a close game. Let's be honest. It was a close game. They had an opportunity to win it. We know that as well. But in the end, when it comes down to kicking... Really? Is that what's going to decide the, the winner of a 100-year game, a 100-times game? It just didn't do it for me. It frustrated me to have to watch that game. I don't know about you, Glenn. I didn't hear you earlier on, but it frustrated the heck out of me. Well, look, I, I'll just jump in there. I just think the, the sport full stop's got a lot of issues at the moment. Um, I, I think what we're seeing at the moment, Smithy, is, not, is, is there is an issue with the rules, but it's also the way the players are coached. Um, there's no instinct played in rugby anymore for me. I mean, I look at someone like Damien McKenzie, who came onto the scene five or six years ago. Now, he's different. He's one of my favourite rugby players. He's small, he's fast, he's elusive. But all that instinct has been coached out of him in the last uh, two to three years. He's been asked to play and conform to a, to a game plan in, in the teams that he plays for. And in doing so, I think his natural instincts on how to play the game have been coached out of him. I think that's a big issue. I also think, generally speaking, we don't have the really exciting players anymore. At the, we're going through a phase at the moment where we don't generally have a, a too many really exciting, uh, genuinely thrilling players to watch at the moment. You know, I remember if you watch these games that Sky put on occasionally, that might be 30 years old and you see Jonah, Christian Cullen, Tana Umanga, Andrew Mertens, Carlos Spencer, you know, running around. They're, they're just so good to watch because they all played that instinct that they had and they were all encouraged to play uh, with the to, to generate their skills or the, the to, their naturally skilled um, players and they were they were to play uh, in that style but now we've breeded over the last and then I, I don't just accuse this of New Zealand rugby as well I think in, in a lot of rugby countries around the world we're getting basically robots playing the game and unfortunately there's um, the, the, the excitement is not there in the sport anymore so those are, I think some of the issues in, in rugby at the moment Okay uh, Glenn let, can we just change to uh, our other um, Premier Code in, in terms of the women, and, and, and that, of course, is the Silver Ferns blowing a 10-goal lead, losing the tiny Jamison. I mean, they started in Game 1 um, when they were up against it in terms of preparation. They started in a very positive fashion, and you only thought they were going to get better for it. They got worse somehow. Yeah, look, I can't explain it, um, Smithy, because generally we um, we see exactly what you've just described. Um, but you know, if uh, fair play to England, maybe they were just better prepared for this series. I mean, Nolene Totua before the series started admitted that we were going to be underdone for these three games, so maybe that's come into play here. But you know, maybe England got their preparation right um maybe they need a bit of credit i mean to come back from 10 goals down is is pretty amazing it's very rare that happens in netball so maybe our fitness wasn't um and it wasn't where it should be at the moment in, in some of these players maybe all of these factors come into play but yeah it'll be interesting to hear a detailed and um you know analysis of 
of of or, or review of what happened is there because you need to look back at these things to improve going forward. I don't know if it's conditioning Levina? because I know Nolene Tauroa is Nolene Tauroa is massive on conditioning, so I don't know if it'd be a conditioning aspect, um, Glenn. But definitely new blood changing of the guard for the Silver Ferns. Nolene Tauroa came out before the three test series and said that she'd try out some new players. They were missing a whole lot of leadership when it came to experienced players out there, and that's what showed in the second half. They looked rattled, and as soon as England started crawling back those uh, goals is when the Silver Ferns had all, all turned to custard for them. But it was a very cool, calm and collected kind of Nolan Toto at the end of the game because I guess what she expected from that team is how they performed in the second half, not in the first half. That's what she expected them to do in terms of not stand up correctly to the opposition because of their lack of experience. I know that she would have learnt a lot from that, uh, knowing Nolan Totoa, and that um, they'll prepare themselves as they come up against fiercer competition. But it is good for world netball. I mean, that dominance between Australia and New Zealand gets absolutely boring after a while. It's good to see England and the Jamaicans and other countries starting to, to hold their own when it comes to world netball. It's just what the netball scene is like to be learned for okay, the silver so, uh... out of that test series. Let's move on to the, the next high-profile one of the weekend, the, the NRL, and a, a, certainly a turn-up with Melbourne getting bundled out. Uh, Lavina, that was totally against uh, what we'd been uh, predicting. What did to make of those games over the weekend, and have you got a, a winner now? Yeah, that, that was great rugby league at the weekend. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'd spoken to Glenn, actually, through the weekend uh, in terms of what might unfold, and Glenn had said, even if the Panthers beat um, the Melbourne Storm, they'll be hard-pressed the week after. The Panthers have had two massive games of footy against Parramatta and also against the Bunnies, and they put their life on the line literally a couple of times just to, to try and win those matches. So it's been exceptional rugby league. It wasn't the best performance we'd seen from the Melbourne Storm, but if you, if you want to work out a way how to, how to beat them, you just deny them possession. If you stop the Melbourne Storm from getting the ball, then that's one step of uh, taking it closer to beating them. So it was quality footy. Really enjoyed it. The Bunnies um, did their job a little bit easier against Manly because that's what happens when you have a week off. I just think as we go into this grand final, uh, the rested players are the ones that will be able to shine. And on the back of two, two big games, it'll be hard for the Panthers to lift. Although, at the start of the year, I did say to Glenn Lama, I'm thinking Panthers to go all the way. <laughs> And I don't think I'll deter from that one at the moment. So I'm sticking with the Panthers, but it'll be bloody hard, real hard. Well, look, I'll be honest. I don't care who wins the game. I just want a good, close game, and I think we're going to get one. It's 50-50 for me. Um, I'm, I'm, I was really impressed with the Panthers yesterday, or was it Saturday? But I, I thought the Melbourne Storm were terrible in that game. And um, I watched the aftermatch media conference as well, and I was surprised, actually, Craig Bellamy didn't get stuck into his players a bit more. I think he wanted to, but I think he was um, just holding back a little bit um, because he didn't think it was probably the right kind of environment for him to do that. But, yeah, I mean, they made almost 20 errors in the game. I mean, George Jennings in the first half dropped that mm. ball with, with the wide, with the try line wide open. I mean, that would mm. have that would have completely changed the game. And that was nothing to do with Penrith Panthers' um, pressure that saw him drop the ball. That was just poor hands from him. So in, in, in terms of, of that being a, a classic game, I wouldn't say it was as good as the, the Parramatta um, Panthers game the week before. I thought that was an absolute classic game of rugby league. That was an unbelievable game, that one. But, um, but yeah, Melbourne, really odd to see them. I think they missed Cameron Smith. I, I saw um, some um, reaction to that yesterday. They missed a cool head to make um, to really keep that team nice and focused. 
Um, I think his experience and, and you know, that kind of Dan Carter-esque kind of um, composure wasn't in the Melbourne Storm yesterday, in that game on Saturday. I think they that was a big reason they lost the game. But fair play to the Panthers. I mean, for them to lift like they did after that Parramatta win and do it again was pretty amazing. I mean, they've only scored four tries, Smithy, in their three wins in the um, mm. in the playoffs, which is uh, in stark contrast to their regular season. So they've done it on defence. And, um, and f- as I said, fingers crossed, we're going to get a really close uh, and tight uh, final on Sunday night because um, if we do, it should be an absolute belter. should be really good. Uh, Lavina Good and Glenn Lama are the panellists this morning. I'll uh, we'll take a short break uh, for the news. We've been talking team performances up till now. Uh, after the break, I'm going to ask uh, both you, Lavina and, and Glenn, uh, about some individuals who are making headlines. It's Big Talk, Big Opinions, the panel. Uh, 10.34 here on SENZ, part two of the panel. And uh, Lavina, if I could ask you the reaction or your reaction to Israel Adesanya saying, uh, goodbye New Zealand, I've had enough of your lack of support, uh, I'm out of here. Yeah, there's two sides to this for me. I get, um, I, I understand his frustration that comes from the fact that the MIQ system, which is really disappointing him, and also his teammate um, Dan Hooker not being able to train in that level four. So I get the frustration side of it. Um, the thing that I guess as a sports fan that frustrates me a little bit is that he came to New Zealand as a 10-year-old from Nigeria and there's been a support network for him, not just through city boxing, but through New Zealand in general. And in his eyes, he's like, well, there's exemptions for rugby and netball and, and cricket. You can make sure there's MQ for them. What about MMA? But in my eyes, I'm like, we're here to support you as well. Don't turn your back on us that easily. We're, you're part of us and we're part of you. And I'm sure we can find a way of getting around it. So, and I don't like the way it was announced, the sensational side of it announced on social media from, from him as well. I'm sure a, a communicable process should have, should have been underway so that it could have been chatted about before the decision was made. But as it stands, he's decided to turn his back on New Zealand and not defend a title here, but to move to the USA. And it's come out of frustration for him. I just don't know if he's going to win too many fans along because of it. And he's probably lost me as a fan because of the decision. Glenn, uh, he came to New Zealand, as Lamina said. Uh, he wasn't a, a world champion at that point. Uh, he became one um, on New Zealand shores. We've adopted him. We've seen him with the flag draped around his shoulders like uh, so many of our uh, individual athletes around the world. What is, uh, you feel a bit hollow about this, or are you just good riddance, uh, you know, good riddance to you, Ralph? <laughs> Um, yeah, look, I, I'm kind of fallen to the latter category. I mean, to be honest with you, Smithy, I mean, if he wants to better his career um, over in the States and live there, good luck to him. I mean, a lot of, he's not the first one to have done that. I mean, Lydia Coke springs to mind in that category as well, chasing the dreams of in her sport. So it probably makes sense, actually, given the environment we're now living in, for him to actually be based there, doesn't it? I mean, then he doesn't have to bother about MIQ which um, I- anymore. I mean, he's probably been through it at least three or four times now. I, I guess he'd be, I've been through it once and I've been sick of it. So uh, I, I, the whole idea of going through another three or four drive me nuts as well. So probably at this point in time, it's probably a good decision um, for his career and for all the other um, world-class MMA fighters that we have, too, for them to be based over there, then they don't have to go through the, the rigmarole of what's been created here due, during the COVID time. So I actually think it's probably a good move all round, really. I mean, 
he's always, I mean, these fighters are all full of talk in, in a way, aren't they? I mean, he says he's never going to fight in New Zealand again and he won't be back here. But will he, Smithy, I mean, if COVID, if we do get rid of COVID eventually and, um, and he's still going at that stage, I reckon he'll be back. Oh, well, we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, and there's an, uh, another one for me, Lavina, which I just, I scratched my head at this, uh, Reese Walsh. Now, uh, this is this is pathetic for me. I mean, I don't give this guy... I mean, I'm, I'm amazed at his raw talent, but clearly uh, he's not there. Uh, possession of cocaine. Um, he's now been charged with um, a, a one count of possession of prohibited substance and will a- appear in court in October. He will undertake drug and alcohol uh, counselling. Big deal. A big deal, son. That's what I say. What do you say? Well... I'll tell you what, Reese Walsh, there's a lot of things in rugby league I can't teach you, but I can teach you one thing. When the police ask you to move on, buddy, I reckon you should move on. There's lesson number one for the 19-year-old. Lesson number two is you live by the sword and you die by the sword, especially in the game of rugby league. It's, it's sad for me that such a youngster... I mean, I felt sorry for him when he was exposed to the media, really. I think at 19 years of age, the Warriors should have probably handled that a lot better. But for me, the sport of rugby league doesn't need this. This is not a part of the game that I love so much. This is not a part of the game that I advocate to my children to be one of the greatest games of all. So I was a little bit disappointed when I heard it. Was I surprised? There's been other things that have happened in rugby league that have surprised me a lot more. There's lessons to be learnt there. Um, no one's perfect, and but for the grace of God, you don't want to condemn anyone for doing anything socially. And done that at some stage in our lives and our career, but this is a big mistake Reese Walsh has made, and uh, I think it will take its toll as to whether or not he might have been named as the Rookie of the Year. If that was to be the yeah. case, they were all on the dog and bone yesterday, mate, saying knock him off. It's not going to go to him. It'll go to Sammy Walker. It's not going to go to him. So that's one sacrifice he'll have to face. The others are trying to earn the respect from the the diehard Warriors fans um, that do love him at this stage, but they'll give it disgrace that comes with with his efforts and what he's done. So you've got to face the consequences of your actions. He's got a very long career. The only thing I hope is that he's learnt from his mistake. What do you think about it, Glenn? Reese Walsh was dumb, um, and I 100% agree with what you said there. I mean, it was funny. We were watching the news last night, my wife and I, and I said, why didn't he just move on? The cops would have known who mm. he was when they saw him. They gave him the opportunity to move on, and then he made a poor decision, and now he's paying the consequences. So what he did was dumb, um, and you're right. He won't be named Rookie of the Year. That's cost him that probably he, he 50-50, maybe 33%, because Josh Schuster from Manly's probably in the running for that um, award tonight as well. So, yeah, look, um, it's it's uh, Warriors haven't had one like this for a little while, have they? And it was interesting to see how they dealt with him yesterday when he broke down on the um, during the media um, Zoom conference yesterday. It was interesting to see that um, Cameron George was sitting right next to him and, and comforted him. Found that interesting because they realise they've got a good talent on their hands there and they don't want to they don't want to lose him. Uh, but yeah. Um, we go back to that first decision. It was dumb, and Reese Walsh, yeah, it's um, is, is going to be um, is going to go have to go through the court system now and get what he's get his come up uh, comeuppance. Glenn Larmer, Lavina, good. You've been outstanding this morning. Thank you very much for your um, your input and uh, very strong opinions there on a number of subjects, which is exactly what we enjoy from uh, our panel and another one at the same time tomorrow morning.